Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Justin Lokitz. He is the co-author of the best-selling book, Design a Better Business, New Tools, Skills, and Mindset for Strategy and Innovation. We all want to know how to design a better business, right? And so he's going to be talking with us about that. Justin's also a strategy blogger. He's a frequent contributing author, and he's also an experienced strategy designer himself and managing director of the Business Models, Inc. offices in San Francisco in Silicon Valley. He has more than two decades of experience managing product strategies for large multinational companies like Autodesk and Oracle, as well as several startups. So he's, he's gone the gamut with that. He has an MBA in design strategy from the California College of the Arts, a bachelor's in environmental science and geography from California University of California at Santa Barbara, and he has numerous professional certifications, including software development and product management. So we're very happy to have you here, Justin, to talk with us about really what goes into designing a better business. I mean, so many people can come up with ideas, think, oh, just need to you know, say my doors are open or my website's up or whatever, and we're off to the races. And that's true sometimes, but it doesn't last very long uh, if you approach it sure. that way. So so uh, happy to have you here to talk about this. And that just begs the question then, you know, why should companies, it doesn't matter whether they're the big multinationals uh, like mm-hmm. you've worked with or startups, but of all sizes, mm-hmm. why should they design um, thinking methodologies to co-create strategy? Talk to us about that. Yeah, well, first of all, it's great to be here and, and talk about this. Um, yeah. uh, you know, and what I could say is is really uh, the, the idea behind design thinking and design strategy and all these other words that have design in them, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's a pretty simple idea, which is uh, the world is changing fast. Uh, you know, the, the, the pace of change is really exponential, so it's compounding. And the strategies that we used yesterday uh, to get – our companies here today, whether those are small companies, big companies, mom and pop shops, whatever they are, they they just those strategies just aren't going to last very long. In fact, they, you know, the, those strategies, you know, last shorter and shorter. You know, their their uh, their ability to actually do something for you are are you know almost non-existent tomorrow. Uh, and the idea behind design then is pretty simple: is how can we you know how can we take really short amounts of time. Uh, and, you know, and be willing to experiment in new ways and validate new strategies without thinking that we have to build some giant business plan and go raise a ton of money to do, you know, pick one option that we're, this is the one thing, but can we build lots of different options and, and find the ones that are interesting to us and experiment to find the things that really resonate with people? And that's maybe the second point of design thinking and design strategy is, at the other side of these uh, are, are people. And so, you know, can we design short experiments where we're testing with people and being empathetic to, uh, you know, to how they respond to us and, and eventually find the things that perhaps work for today? Mm-hmm. And I think most importantly is 
you know, building strategy today isn't just about building a strategy, some monolithic thing, but actually building into our DNA that we have to be able to deal with change and, and being able to do it over and over and over again and, and continue to evolve our strategy and our business models and, and the things around that as the context also changes around us. Yeah, I recently moderated a panel, and one of the panelists uh, made the point that she refers to similar uh, situations. She's a fan of pilots, pilot programs. They have multiple pilot programs going because you have to find out what's going to work. And, you know, it's in a growth stage company, it's always uh, a challenge anyway because things are moving so quickly and what was working yesterday might not work tomorrow. But when you add in the pace of change, even outside of your business, the way as fast as the world's moving and you combine them with uh, the growth that's occurring in your company, you really just can't. It's hard to look five years in the future and do, you know, the traditional business plan. It is. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. You know, know, we say, you know, I work for a lot of lots of large companies, lots of large uh, older companies, many of which have been executing the same strategy for a hundred years. Big uh, auto manufacturers and pharmaceutical companies, and some retailers, and and you name it. Big tech companies too. And you know those business plans used to work, and those ex- you know the, the strategies they've been executing sort of used to work. But the you know when you think about it now, when they start to write out business plans, literally. By the time the sheets flow out of the printer or the time they turn this thing into a PDF and send it to uh, people around the company, or maybe it's in PowerPoint or Word, it doesn't really matter. By the time they're ready to send something, that strategy is, is, is more, more or less null and void because something else has happened, whether it's technology change or their customer's desire for something has changed, uh, you know, or just the general context around that strategy that, you know, that, that, where that strategy was built has already started to change and you can see now on the horizon not even five years out but 18 months out 12 months out even nine months like things are already happening that this strategy is probably no longer good right or, or needs to be updated somehow right yeah and it's no longer even enough to look at what your competitors are doing because people, oh, no. people's experiences are formed a lot of times by uh, people who aren't even your competitors you know they may be shopping for something and using uh, an interface online that everybody is used to using. And uh, those people may not be your competitor, but if you're not using that interface that everybody likes, well, you know, you may as well uh, hang things up too. So, So there's all kinds of things influencing, as you said. Let's talk then about what a typical strategic design process looks like. Because from what you've described, it yeah. almost sounds like, you know, everybody's running around constantly. And, I mean, <laughs> but you're using the word process. So there's some, yeah. there, is, there are some steps to it and there is strategy involved. So, so take us through that. That's right. Yeah. And funny enough, you know, people think about design and they, I think most people think immediately about, just like you said, Kelly, people running around or, artists and, and sketching things that are out of the ordinary and are going to jar you and your company. And, you know, we don't come from this artistic, you know, expressive way of building strategy where we are a bank or we are a this or we are a mom and pop shop and we build these things, but we've never thought about, you know, artists and, as part of this. Uh, in fact, it's completely the opposite. Uh, design thinking, design strategy is very specifically processed. It is really, if you boil it down, it is the scientific method applied to how we build strategy. And, you know, it really has, 
it doesn't matter what school of thought you come from. Um, you know, there are four or five steps in that. And, uh, you know, and, and maybe maybe even upwards of seven, if you think about it this way. But at, at the heart of, of design is really, I think, at the very, very heart is, is your point of view. It's your heart. What is, where do you think you're going and, and where would you like to go? And, you know, what is your vision, uh, which is maybe unlike someone else's vision? And I think, in fact, lots of design processes forget that at the heart and the center of design are actually the humans that are wanting to do something uh, for someone else or wanting to do something for themselves by virtue of selling someone else something. Um, and if you take that point of view and, and you immediately run with it and execute, well, that's where, you know, that's where we've been going wrong with, you know, lots of companies are, are on the verge of shutting down or will be shutting down. Um, but on the other side, in design, if you take that point of view and you start to open yourself up to understand the world around you, the context around you, perhaps if you're in an existing business, your current business model, um, and, and your, you know, customers and maybe even non-customers, potential customers, um, you'll inform your point of view quite a bit. You know, don't just go execute, but go open up, understand, be observational, ask questions, big open-ended questions, and you'll inform your point of view. If you can do that, well, then you can actually start to create perhaps new ideas because now you've learned something. Uh, and if nothing else, design's about learning. And so, you know, then it's about learning. And, and you know, we think of it as ideation. Can you bring together people, uh, you know, maybe from your company, maybe outsiders, maybe it's your family, maybe it's unusual suspect people uh, from outside of your organization, perhaps it's even your customers and partners. Bring them together and perhaps start to create some new ideas for the future. Um, but then I think what's most important is, you know, not only do these ideas then and the understanding inform your point of view even further, but what's most important in design then is what we, where we started with, which is can I then very quickly with very little resources prototype and validate, uh, you know, some of these ideas? Can I sort of limit the ideas from many to just a few and then as quickly and as simply and as cheaply can I prototype and validate those things? And we're not talking about heavy engineering prototypes and, and, you know, mixing chemicals together and so forth, but literally building ideas as brochures or sketches on paper or uh, maybe even just a set of open-ended questions that I can go validate with a group of people who may be my customers or partners or, or maybe even future customers uh, to, to get their points of view about them and, and hopefully invalidate some of my ideas or invalidate some of the elements that have made some of those ideas, which further allow me to learn. And the right. more I learn, the more my, my point of view has been informed. And I can do this a few times in, you know, in every case, in every single case, when you do this, uh, you know, not only will you inform your point of view, but you know, your, your ideas will be better. Uh, your strategy will be better because of this. Yeah, and so once once you have this vision and then mm-hmm. you start taking some of the ideas that came out of it and, as you said, try to find yeah. an affordable um, way to prototype, and we're not talking about the heavy engineering. We're talking about no. very simple prototyping so that you can narrow down. Where do you go from there? Yeah, so, you know, I think that's it's always the question that's asked is, you know, okay, we prototype this thing, and and now what? How many times yeah. do we have to go through this loop of understanding? Well, this kind of comes back to your point of view. There's, there's actually, there's no hundred percent that 
however many times you go through this loop is that that you're you know that it's going to be 100 percent you know effective that your strategy is going to be a billion dollar winner it's still up to you we're still humans and and we're still the ones executing the things that are important to us the things that we find uh that are going to you know we think are going to be blockbusters or move the needle for our existing company or whatever it might be um so what's next is trying to figure out well when do i feel comfortable that you know i've got something that people have said yes to that i they, it feels valid it feels in my heart that this this is where i want to go and that this will allow me to you know these these sets of options you know perhaps in in the line allow me to get to you know some vision of the future that's up to you and and really that's all about scale is can i exit uh you know sort of this loop of understanding or this double loop we call it in the book this double loop of design and understanding can i exit it and start to scale the ideas uh into something that actually you know i i can sell or uh you know or i can provide or make or whatever um, and at the same time, can I scale my way of thinking and my, you know, my, my tools, skills, and mindset so that even when I start to scale this idea, I continue to learn and perhaps continue to build on top of it and, and don't stop. Actually, I've got the next set of things coming right behind it so that even when this strat strategy perhaps starts to falter or there's someone else out there uh, that's doing the same thing or the context changes around me, I'm kind of already ready with the, with the next group of things. In fact, I may be already testing those as well. Sure. And if you go out on your website, the one I'm referring to is the Business mm -hmm. Models, Inc. website, mm -hmm. you have tools out there, and, and I like the way that you mm -hmm. refer to them as canvases, you know, keeping uh, yeah. with the design concept. But uh, right. you have various uh, canvases where people can um, – plug in, use these, obviously, um, working with your team or, uh, you know, in conjunction with your book. And it, it really helps the visualization process that you talked about earlier. These are very, uh, they're very right. simple, yet it, it's amazing how much cleaner and clearer things look whenever you can get them down on a canvas here like you have. And so mm -hmm. uh, just, just, Doing that, I think, can provide a lot of clarity for some of these business owners who are just moving at, well, not the speed of light, but what it probably feels like the <laughs> yeah. speed of light some days. Just yeah. to, to stop and take that pause and do that for yourself. Um, so you're you're very heavy, uh, obviously, on the, the whole design part of things. Mm -hmm. But how, how does design thinking for strategy how is that different than design as a discipline? I just mentioned that yeah. tools almost look yeah. designy, yeah. you know, like a designer did it. But um, how does that differ? Well, listen, I, I think I think you know there's there's lots of different ways to describe design, right? Uh, I think uh, we're all designers if we can make a choice and and create something. Uh, no matter what that thing is, you, you can sort of certainly stand up and call yourself a designer. And if you use design processes, even in a business context, without being able to draw something, uh, you're a designer. But design as a discipline, I think what most people think about is, you know, making things usable, functional, and perhaps even adding form to that function, um, whether that's a website or, you know, again, maybe it's a brochure, maybe it's an app. Maybe it's some kind of hardware or a bike or a car or something like that. That's where design is a discipline. You know, that's where you sort of sort of think of that. And and I think some of the original, you know, ideas of design and even design thinking 
uh, came from architects. And, you know, again, you think about what an architect does. Well, actually, they do exactly the same thing I'm talking about in, uh, you know, when, when designing buildings or yeah. rooms or kitchens as what I'm talking about when you design a business, uh, which is you don't just sketch out a, a set of plans and say, this is it, this is the house. You sketch it out, maybe you build a maquette, right, something out of balsa wood, or you do it in software. You do it a few times. Uh, you move things around. You move the, you know, the, the building layout around a little bit. You find something out from outside that, you know, there's a water main or a gas main or a tree that can't be moved. And so you, you keep refining until you say, you know what, this, this feels right. This feels like the best, the best solution. It's not 100% where we thought we'd go but it's maybe better because now we've figured out how to actually lay this out according to what humans need, uh, what the surrounding environment will, will hold, and we go with that. That's what design as a discipline is normally all about. And design thinking really then takes from that, uh, that process, and now, like you said, different tools uh, as canvases or whatever it might be, and now you can apply it to, to anything. Uh, the same the same ideas, the same mindset, apply it to other things, and you really will you'll learn a lot and will allow you to actually very quickly design for the context that you're, you know, that your business is in or, or, or should be in in the future. Right. You know, sometimes people say don't get caught up in semantics. However, I think yeah, in this case, true. using the word design really reframes what it is, what it takes to build that business, and and you, That's you right. really said it there. But my my point is, a lot of people think, oh, I need to run this business, or I'm running this business. But running doesn't, you know, using the word running or operating, it doesn't mm-hmm. really um, bring to the table all of the, the 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 things that go into the word design when you use it. When somebody says the word design, you you do you think about all the little intricacies. And when you when you just say I'm, I'm running this business, it's like okay, you know, almost like a bull in a china shop kind of approach. Um, so, yeah. it yeah, there's a real important uh, distinction there, and I appreciate you talking with us, talking through that with us. Um, I know we can't go through everything that's in your book. There's so much, but if you yeah. were to leave our listeners today with something that they could start implementing immediately, mm-hmm. what would you tell them to? When you're done listening to this podcast, go do this now or within the next couple of days. Oh, yeah. My my favorite thing, uh, the thing that I see the most aha moments, irrespective of the size company or who I'm working with, is go speak with a customer or an unusual suspect, maybe a non-customer. Go talk with them. Uh, and don't talk with them as in pitch them something, pitch them your company, but go ask them some questions open-ended questions, allow them to respond, uh, shut your mouth, watch them, uh, and do this in person and, and, you know, not over an email or even over the phone if you, you know, if you can. Do it in person and, and ask them questions that you might be afraid to ask because you believe they're going to answer in a negative way uh, mm-hmm. to you. Go ask them questions and just talk and listen and observe them. You will absolutely unequivocally learn so much about who they are and what they value, and perhaps you'll learn a lot about your own business and, and what you thought was real in your business, they may invalidate that, but they may turn you on to something totally different or new, and it's so easy to do. It's, it's incredible. It really is incredible how much you can learn if you just sort of shut your mouth, stop pitching, and just go ask people questions. 
uh, and, and watch and listen to what they have to say. Yeah, it's it's a great exercise. Again, if you have uh, that willingness to hear the hard things, because you, yeah. like I said, you're not gonna they're not gonna validate. If you're just looking for validation. Don't bother. <laughs> right. So, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They, they may totally invalidate what you have to say, and I think in most cases that's even that's way more useful. Invalidation's gold, because the validations they're just gonna tell you what you want to hear. But the invalidation is when you, oh, okay, I get it. This may mm-hmm. not work, but maybe we do it a different way. Sure, yeah. Stop at the, and it, it keeps you from stomping at uh, just the surface. It, it forces you to That's dig right. deeper and, and, and get right. something better. So great advice there. And if somebody would like to get a copy of your book, Design a Better Business, where would they mm-hmm. go to get that? Best place to get it is uh, all the am- online channels. So Amazon.com. Uh, you know, if you have a regular local bookstore, I know that it's sold through Barnes and Noble and a, and a bunch of smaller local bookstores. But uh, I think at the moment, the, the best deals to be had are on Amazon.com and uh, just type it in, design a better business. Uh, you should find it there. Uh, and you can also go to our website, uh, both of the websites, designabetterbusiness.com or mm-hmm. businessmodelsinc.com. And we have the, the links back to Amazon from there or Barnes and Noble from there. Okay, and and also on those websites, like I said, there there are tools and there's more information about the processes or the process, and and you can just kind of immerse yourself in that. And if you got the book, then then you're just in really good shape. And uh, Todd or uh, Justin, can you get to you if somebody wanted to talk to you personally or somebody on your team, they can get to you through uh, that website, the, either of those websites, right? They can indeed. Yeah, e- either one. And uh, yeah, if you go to you know businessmodelsinc.com, You'll find me right there, um, you know, with uh, amongst a bunch of my other colleagues, uh, or you can certainly email me at justin at businessmodelsinc.com. Well, Justin, it's been great having you on the show today and talking with us about how to design a better business. We really appreciate it. Yeah, great speaking with you as well, Kelly. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at ithinkbigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.